from the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Hey, it's the Dad's Day edition of National News. September 4, 2011, across VK, Father's Day. Project Horus, the VK5 team advises they're planning a day of several amateur high-altitude balloon launches looking towards October the 16th, a Sunday. Also, they're hoping to launch a talk-through repeater to be used by the amateur community as part of JOTA, as well as several experiments and other in-house payloads with at least one APRS-equipped payload. The repeater is likely to be launched early in the day, airborne, for as long as possible. At this point, they've not decided on exact input-output frequencies, but this will be informed to you as soon as possible. And as usual, launches are very weather-dependent. Thanks to Adrian and Terry, VK5ZSN and VK5VZI for keeping us informed. Some days are diamonds, and it would seem also are planets. Well, at least one recently discovered by CSIRO astronomers using the DISH, CSIRO's radio telescope near Parks in VK2. Yes, they believe they've found a small planet made of diamond orbiting an unusual star. The discovery was made by an international research team headed by Professor Matthew Bales of Swinburne University of Technology in Melbourne. The journal Science say, Although bizarre, this planet is evidence that we've got the right understanding of how these binary systems involve, and yes, it appears to be made of diamond. Vision Australia An ISS link-up, which came out of the blue, occurred in Australia last Monday night, according to the UK Southgate Amateur Radio Club, and was deemed a great success. Twelve students got to ask one question each before the ISS passed below the horizon. Again, I would ask clubs and hams that are associated with any of these talks to spacemen, please to let the WIA know in advance. We do not get advised by ARIS, be it here from ARIS in Australia or overseas, Maybe they're concerned someone might fire up on the spacecraft's input frequency if we start telling you to listen out for it. Hams across Australia. It's to VK7, VK3 and VK1. This is Alan, Victor Kilo 1, Whiskey X-Ray, Education Officer of the Canberra Region Amateur Radio Club and WIA Assessor. Because of the amount of recent interest in obtaining an amateur radio licence, Crack have run Foundation Licence Course Weekends in July and August. Crack's next scheduled Foundation Course is next weekend, the 10th and 11th of September, which is fully booked. Where possible, upgrade assessments are run as part of the Foundation Course Weekend. However, upgrades can be run at other times by arrangement. For each course weekend, Crark has been at or near capacity of six to eight candidates. The number of candidates is limited by the number of WIA assessors and learning facilitators available for the courses. Now for the plug. If you are at all interested in becoming a course presenter, WIA assessor or learning facilitator in the ACT region, please contact the Canberra Region Amateur Radio Club Education Officer, that's me, Alan, VK1 Whiskey X-Ray, on education at crarc.ampr.org. Crack have already taken and are taking bookings for the 12th, 13th of November course. Foundation courses generally run every two months. 
If the number of WIA assessors learning facilitators increased, Clark could increase the number of candidates for each course, thereby increase the number of participants in our great hobby of amateur radio. 73's Alan, VK1WX. Now a little south of Allen in VK3 if you want some quality training for the Foundation Licence or know someone who may be interested, then tell them about the next class on offer from the Amateur Radio Victoria, which is September 10 and 11. Inquiries always welcomed by Barry Robinson, VK3 Popper Victor. His telephone number 0428 516 001. Mark, VK3 PDG of the Southern Peninsula Amateur Radio Club, tells us the Rosebud Ham Fest is going to happen Sunday, November 13, 2012. Yes, note 2012 and at 10am. This is a new ham fest to promote amateur radio on the Mornington Peninsula. Be a new exciting event showcasing all things radio and electronics and the club is so well informed and uh, so excited about this one. They've let us know well over 12 months in advance. So put it in the diary that you may have already got for next year. But it will be Sunday, November 13, 2011, Rosebud by the Bay. VK7 and NTARC meets informally for coffee each Monday and Friday at Friends Cafe in Jimmy's Shopping Complex off Charles Street, Launceston, between 10 and noon. And a reminder too that on the last Monday of each month, the coffee venue switches to Lilydale with David VK7YUM and Norma VK7FOOD at their cafe in the main street between 11 and noon. Pretty good call signs there for people that are involved in the hospitality industry. VK7YUM and VK7FOOD. Your attention please. The North Queensland Amateur Radio Convention will be happening a couple of weeks' time in Charters Towers from Friday afternoon the 16th to Sunday afternoon the 18th of September. The registration deadline is this Tuesday the 6th of September. The primary venue for convention happenings will be the Charters Towers RSL Club. Be registered to partake in tours, the convention banquet and the famous Monster Auction. For more information, head to the Townsville Amateur Radio Club website at worldwideweb.tangoalpharomeocharlie.oscarromeogolf.alphauniform. This is Gavin VK4ZZ for the best amateur radio news service in the cosmos. This is VK1WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions. www.wia.org.au WIA National News and Home of the Good Guys. As part of the Lincoln Shortwave Club's 90th birthday activities, that club has donated a brand new FT450AT to the radio station at the University of Addis Ababa in Ethiopia. The shack is housed in the Department of Electrical Engineering and is the headquarters of the Ethiopian Amateur Radio Society. Listen out for Echo Tango 3 Alpha Alpha, often around 14.18 and 21.18. And thanks again to the Lincoln Shortwave Club, definitely a club of the good guys. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In VK7, it can be heard on the VK7 repeater networks across Tasmania and on HF frequencies from 9am each Sunday, followed by the VK7 regional news broadcast from 9.30am. Hi, I'm Paul, VK7 Fox Papa Alpha Hotel. 
You may think, while you're listening to me talk, that I've been in amateur radio for years and I have all the ham experience in the world. The opposite is true. While I have a long history in broadcast radio, that is, I'm not afraid to open my mouth in front of a microphone and I'm not afraid to participate in public fora, I'm as fresh as a newborn in the amateur radio field. You might think that your skills, the ones you have as prior experience before you got your license, are not sufficient to be able to actually contribute to this hobby. You may have the belief that there are others more qualified than you who may scoff at your technique or knowledge. There's no way to learn to swim other than getting wet. If you're listening to this online, perhaps next week you'll turn on your radio or find a friend who has a radio to listen to this broadcast over the air. If you're listening to this over the air, then I encourage you to stick around at the end of the broadcast and call in. You might be worried about doing it right. Perhaps some background will help. A callback is structured so that everyone can hear everyone else. Callback can be as simple as keying the microphone and saying your call sign. Wait until you have some silence, key the mic and talk. We don't bite. Also, if you end up keying the microphone at the same time as someone else, the person running the callback might ask you to try again. Or they might not say your call sign, so they may not have heard you at all. So call again. As a final encouragement, I've been broadcasting on the radio for nearly 20 years. I've conducted some 1,500 radio interviews and spoken to many people. Every time I key the microphone, my stomach flutters and clenches. The trick is to carry on regardless. I'm Ono Benchop, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima Alpha Bravo. Be brave, you can do it. Produced by Q News for the WIA, this is the National News Service, relayed throughout Australia and originates from VK1 WIA. International news with thanks to RSGB, Southgate, Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Public consultation on allocation of the digital dividend in New Zealand. The NZ Ministry of Economic Development has released for public consultation a discussion document on the allocation of digital dividend radio spectrum, specifically the 700 MHz band. The digital dividend is the radio spectrum freed up by the switchover to digital television. The discussion document canvasses technical and policy considerations for the allocation of the 700 MHz band. A workshop will be held on Thursday 8 September in Auckland to provide an opportunity for interested parties to clarify any of the analysis or proposals presented in the document. FCC dispatches four roll call teams to look for silent signals. Roll call teams use specially equipped SUVs to take a snapshot of police fire government radio TV and other users of spectrum. In about two hours the two person team could perform a fast scan of the entire spectrum. Scan an area about to be hit by the likes of Hurricane Irene, they can then return to those areas once the storm passes to detect changes. One thing the FCC is especially watching for, broadcasters or wireless sites that may be running on emergency battery power which might need some assistance. The FCC has opened its emergency 24-hour operations centre to protect people's ability to communicate and to support licensees such as radio and TV. 
Harris Corporation has been awarded a $16 million follow-on contract by Lockheed Martin to supply more than 100 Harris high-band radio networking radio systems for the U.S. Army's Warfighter Information Network Tactical Win-T Increment 2 program. The contract represents the largest quantity radio award to date and brings the total value of Win-T contracts to Harris to more than $200 million since 2002. High-band networking radio, HNR, features the first ever use of directive beam technology to achieve higher throughput over longer distances. A directive beam also permits simultaneous use of the same frequency between nodes not in each other's RF path. After a Russian supply ship recently exploded, there were worries there will be no way to get new astronauts to the International Space Station. By late November, the station may have to operate without a crew. The Russian supply ship was destroyed during liftoff and is a similar ship to what's used to launch astronauts. Three of the six space station astronauts, meanwhile, will remain in orbit for at least an extra week. Currently, there are two Soyuz spacecrafts docked at the ISS. One is scheduled to bring back three astronauts in September and another is scheduled to bring the other three back in November. At the 2011 Huntsville Hamfest, Caitlin KS3P was presented with this year's Amateur Radio Newsline Young Ham of the Year Award. Caitlin had quite a story to tell about her involvement in tornadoes that ravaged her home state and her decision to try and help those in need. When the tornado struck on April 27th, I was very scared. We had no power and the phone was dead. I didn't know how lucky we were until my parents took me out driving around our community. Some of my neighbors lost everything, including some who were hurt or had their lives cut short by the tornadoes that struck. It was not some far-off event on the news. This was personal to me. I didn't think a young him such as myself could do much, especially an 11-year-old elementary student. It was overwhelming at first as I was completely new to doing net control in a real emergency. At the time, I knew I was helping out but didn't think much about it because um, there were many hymns working. For me, it was a way to cope with the devastation and give something back to my community. All in all, it was a great afternoon to honor a very giving young woman who, even though she's only age 11, has proven that hams of any age are ready and willing to serve in their community in times of need. And as such, we join with our corporate underwriters and with the Huntsville Ham Fest in congratulating Caitlin S. Cole, KS3P, for her dedication to the hobby, to the community, and really to all of mankind. Congratulations, Caitlin. Amateur Radio has been an active participant on space shuttle flights since STS-9. Now that the shuttle program is at an end, Newsline's executive producer, Bill Pasterdak, WA6ITF, takes a quick look back at how the shuttle took manned ham radio into space. W5LFL is calling CQ for any hams in North America. And coming up on the minute 39, I'll be receiving your signal for... That's what it sounded like on my ICOM IC2AT in the courtyard of the old Metro Media Square building in Hollywood, California, that winter evening in 1983. This is astronaut and mission specialist Owen Garriott, W5LFL, streaked across the nighttime sky at close to 135 nautical miles above me in the spaceship Columbia. Dr. Garriott was fulfilling a dream that he'd had since before his first trip onto orbit aboard the Space Lab several years ago. That was to take with him a ham station into space. Now, thanks to some assistance from the late NBC newsman Roy Neal, K6DUE, 
the blessings of then NASA Administrator Jess Moore, and an amazing flying machine called the Space Shuttle, it had all come to pass. His first QSO from Walmart brought thousands of responses, but the one that he heard best and who became the first United States ham to contact W5 LFL Space Mobile was Lance Collister, then WA1JXN and now W7GJ of Frenchtown, Montana. The QSO between the two hams lasted only a few seconds, during which ham radio history was made. WA1JXN, WA1 Japan, X-ray Norway, Frenchtown, Montana. WA1JXN, standing by. To get on the air from Columbia, Dr. Garriott used a commercial handy talkie that had been modified and programmed for operation on several ham radio frequencies to get signals out of and back into the orbiting spaceship. W5LFL used a specially designed cavity antenna engineered to fit a specific shuttle window and that was held in place with Velcro binders. The antenna, designed by members of the Johnson Space Center Amateur Radio Club, was roughly 24 inches in diameter and looked somewhat like a large aluminum cake pan, but with a piece of coax running from it to connect to the handheld transceiver. And knowing that the number of QSOs would be fast and furious, a small cassette recorder was attached to the system to log anyone that Owen Gary had heard and anyone that he talked to. KB10. KB10. This is W7 India, Denmark. W7 ID in Idaho calling. W7 India, Denmark. Your signals were among the strongest I've heard, uh, coming in very clearly, and several other stations which were too weak to copy. In addition to our random QSOs like these, Dr. Garriott also had some interesting prearranged contacts. Among others, W5LFL was able to speak to the Amateur Radio Club in his hometown of Enid, Oklahoma, and to the Johnson Space Center Amateur Radio Club in Houston, Texas, whose members had helped develop his flight hardware for this ham radio station from space. He also held QSOs with the late Senator Barry M. Goldwater, K7UGA, and with Jordan's late King Hussein, JY1. Hello, Whiskey 5 Lima, Foxtrot Lima. This is Juliet Yankee number one. Good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. This is W5 Lima, Foxtrot Lima coming right back. Your signals are 5 by 9 plus. I just passed over the Red Sea and the Gulf of Aqaba. I'm uh, looking down on your country right at this time, sir. Is, uh, this is Royal Highness speaking over. Uh, Whiskey 5 Lima, Foxtrot Lima. This is uh, Juliet Yankee 1, Hussein on the mic. Uh, right, sir, and we are very, very happy indeed uh, to hear you loud and clear. 5 by 9 also here in Amman, the capital city of Jordan. Dr. Garriott's ham radio adventure on STS-9 ushered in a host of outstanding outreach services that in following years put ham radio onto almost every space shuttle mission. It also led to the creation of the shuttle amateur radio experiment or SARX program. This was a groundbreaking alliance between the ARL, AMSAT, and NASA that over the years enabled astronauts on orbit to make contact with thousands of school kids as well as talk to their own families back on Earth. 
Those stories from the Amateur Radio Newsline. You're tuned to the WIA National News Service across Australia. I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. News, talk and radio sport, here with VK1 WIA. Operational news, I'm Felix VK4FUQ. Special events and on-air contest column, Dateline 2011. October 22, WIA Jack Files contest. November 26 and 27, WIA Spring VHF UHF Field Day. ID contest. Again this week I remind you that there is only one email address to send your completed RD log to and that is the one shown on the WIA contest page. rdlogs at wia.org.au If you send it to any other email address it will end up in cyberspace. rdlogs at wia.org.au Special event stations DX and Beacon and Net Advice. WB6OJB will be on the air as 7P8JK from Lesotho between September the 15th to the 22nd. 40 to 10 metres using mostly SSB with some CW. QSL direct to his home call sign WB6OJB. 4W6A will be QRV from Otero Island, IOTA OC232. From 16 to 26 September. 10 metres to 160 metres, CW, SSB and RITI. QSL M0URX, direct, via the Bureau, Orello TW. 9H3JN from Malta until September 14. Operations will be on 80 through 10 metres. QSL is operation via home call sign PB2JJ. ZL4AUGBY, operated by ZL4PW until 31st October. This is to celebrate the 2011 Rugby World Cup being played in New Zealand. From the WIA News Hub in Melbourne and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. The Q News Workbench, the Nuts and Volts Report. I'm Col, VK3LED. It's a parent's worst nightmare. A child dying after being left in a hot car. But it's a tragedy that can always be prevented. A USA man, Russ Rusikov, says he has the solution. That's why he invented the safety seat alarm system with his company, Suddenly Safe and Secure Systems. A weight-sensitive pad slips under the car seat and is connected by a tiny transmitter. If you walk just two metres away from the car, an alarm that's connected to a keychain starts to go off. Rusikov described... It immediately alerts with an 80 decibel sound, and it vibrates. He says it's very much like a smoke alarm in your house. You hope it never goes off, but can be a lifesaver if it does. Since it went on the market in March, they've sold literally hundreds. Across Australia, from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. And VK3, it can be heard on VK3REC repeater on 147.175 MHz at 9.30am on Sunday morning. The broadcast is repeated on Wednesday evening at 8pm. I'm John, VK3ARK. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. FO29 reaches its 15th birthday, thanks to the careful power system management 
by the operating team, the analog repeater continues to function well. The linear transponder can be accessed on these frequencies. Uplink 146 to 145 decimal 900 megahertz and the downlink 435.8 to 435.9 megahertz and the beacon that's on 435.795 megahertz. Moon mission final preparations. NASA's Gravity Recovery and Interior Laboratory or GRAIL mission to study the moon is in its final launch preparations for a scheduled Thursday the September the 8th launch. It'll be from Cape Canaveral Air Force Station in Florida. GRAIL's twin spacecraft are tasked for a nine-month mission to explore the Earth's nearest neighbour in unprecedented detail. They will determine the structure of the lunar interior from crust to core and advance our understanding of the thermal evolution of the Moon. Astronomer finds largest, most distant reservoir of water. Two teams of astronomers have discovered the largest and farthest reservoir of water ever detected in the universe. The water, equivalent to 140 trillion times all of the water in the world's ocean, surrounds a huge feeding black hole called a quasar, more than 12 billion light-years away. Worldwide special interest groups radio scouting. Scoutmaster Arthur Anderson, W9WPH, was stabbed to death on a hiking trip. W9WPH of Kokomo, Indiana, aged 76, bled to death after being stabbed in what authorities call a senseless act. W9WPH, together with another man, was leading two Boy Scouts ages 11 and 12 on a required five-mile nature hike on Bunker Hill, 60 miles north of Indianapolis. He was a scouting volunteer of some 50 years and was assistant scoutmaster of a troop at Redemere Lutheran Church in Kokomo. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. Southern Peninsula Amateur Radio Club are conducting an interesting exercise with a Peninsula group of fire brigades on October the 23rd this year, attempting to link all stations back up to the Rosebud Fire Station Divisional Command Centre by purely portable self-contained means and outside of a normal emergency service communication channels. This will be a chance for Spark members not involved in formal teams of the Weissen groups, etc., to test their skills as a last resort option for emergency services. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. Thanks, Robert. I'm Graham, VK4BB. We've just about reached the end of the national news for another week. We've got the social scene to come. And also, when you do send in material to us, uh, make sure that you send it to nationalnews at wia.org.au if it is for the national news only. So nationalnews at wia.org.au, that's where you send your email text scripts to if you'd like us to read it or also if it's a uh, the script of an audio piece that you've filed. But again, all audio pieces, please just go to wia.org.au, have a look at this week's news broadcast page. And over on the left-hand side, I think it's the very bottom link, says something along the lines of um, submit news items. That'll give you all the information of how to do it. That way, if I'm not here to do the news, whoever's filling in just goes to the storage area, and that way they get your audio, 
They'll also be able to read the national news at wia.org.au. And all the news that's fit to print will get aired. And remember, the sooner you send it in, the more likelihood of it being used in the very next edition of WIA National News. Alrighty, September 10 in VK for Sunshine Coast Hamfest. That's Sunfest at Wombai School of Arts, 9am. September 11, VK3, SADARC Comms Day at St Augustine's Hall at Shepparton, 10am. September 16 to 18 in VK4 is the North Queensland Amateur Radio Convention in Charters Towers. September 23-28, Region 3, it's the Region 3 ARDF Championship being held in Bendigo, VK3. September 30 through October 2 in VK4, Central Highlands Amateur Radio Club's AGM at Camp Fairburn. Contact the Secretary Gordon, VK4KAL at wia.org.au if you'd like to pop along there. October 23 in VK3, Hamvention, Ballarat, that's on the Sunday, the 23rd. In November, now don't forget, uh, just in case there's any confusion, November 12 in 2012, I may have said 2011, but in 2012, November 12, is SPARC's Hamfest Rosebud by the Bay. It's not this year, it's the next year, but still to come in this year, on November 20, in VK5, Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society's Hamfest at the Goodwood Community Centre, Rosa Street, Goodwood at 9.30. Alrighty, as we said, we're out of here. I'm Graham VK4BB. Until next we meet, walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported, you decide.